Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake Schwanitz, RK. What's up, man? Not much, man. Madden Super Bowl tonight. Oh, so tell me about it. the only thing on my mind. <laughs> Who are we playing? Broncos, Falcons. Uh, Super Bowl 33 rematch. Yes. Um, I'm... S- I, I guess wait. So sixteen and one, seventeen and one, eighteen and one. I'm eighteen and one on the season. My one loss came to him. Wow. So he either has my number or I avenge my loss. Time to get that revenge, man. Yep. Yep. We have a great game plan. Great game plan. <laughs> yeah, the guys are ready. Yeah, the, the squad is ready. <laughs> uh everyone's been working, no twerking all week. <laughs> Love that. Uh, and I'm feeling confident, feeling confident in the squad. <laughs> Love to hear that. Um, two guys got their numbers today. We're going to talk about that very shortly. We spoke to Jordan Dominic, Levante Bentley, Coach Hart after practice today. Uh, Rick George had some words and then a little recruiting update. But we start with the numbers. Your guy, I think, Jordan Dominic. Yes, he is my guy. Got his number, 44. And then Louis Passarello, number 89. Uh, you know, I mentioned this the last time I was on the show, but... Coach Prime is is making this a clear message. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who you are, if you're doing the right things, you're getting your number, and that's you know true for Louis Passarello, um, and then Jordan Dominic. Hype for him. Um, I had envisioned him as a single digit guy. Yeah, but the single digits are few and far between. Yep. So uh, 44 is is actually a pretty sick number for him. I like it. Yeah, he played or he had 14 when he was at Arkansas last year. And then I think he number. had 44 at Georgia Tech. Or he played there. 44 at yeah. Yeah, I like I, he looks like a um an 8 to me. Mm. But 4 plus 4 equals 8. So there you there go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um he said he wanted to get a number 4. Um couldn't get a single digit because he said their D-line can't do anything. He said can't do anything over 40. I think he meant under 40 though. So, huh? Yeah. I love Coach Prime instituting his own rules on the numbers. <laughs> Would have never guessed that D line is uh, forty plus for numbers. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, other than the single digits, no number below forty makes sense, right? And if you don't, so if he doesn't like the single digits, like a defensive lineman wearing like thirty-one would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know. It, it's funny because a lot of people don't care about this stuff like i promise this will be the last time i talk about the madden league today (laughs) but like those are just guys in the madden league who will make their quarterback like number 69 yeah and i'm just like this is so like uh, this might be funny to you but it making it's making my eyes bleed yeah no 100 (laughs) percent. like do you remember when devin gardner at michigan quarterback wore 98 yeah and there was a dude at uh indiana who did something like that yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like, I think he wore like 22 or something. Yeah. I was like, this is disgusting. That's like 1970s college yes, football. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I think I like Coach Prime restoring some order on the number front. For sure. Uh, Louis Passarello, though, picked 89. Um, we actually found out someone was wearing 89, or I did, just driving into Boulder today because they put it on their Instagram. Mm. And we were all, you know, kind of wondering, who is it? You know, Louis Passarello's 89 last year, but... We all thought it was going to be Elijah Yelverton. Yeah, yeah, Eli. Um, 89, good tight end number. Mm -hmm. So he's the first tight end to earn his number. First tight end, yep. Um, That says something. It does. Coach Brew, 
He uh, he expects a lot out of his players, man. It's so very true. Louis Passerelle must have earned it. He is or was a 2023 star recruit, rated the 113th overall tight end in that class. Um, he redshirted his freshman year in 2020, didn't see game action in 2021, and saw very little game action last year. Yep. But he's proven it to this coaching staff. It's all that matters, right? Yep. Everyone's on a clean slate. Everyone has an equal chance. Uh, and he clearly has capitalized on his opportunity. Um, let's go to some of the clips from today. Um, really quick before I forget, for sure. when you talk about noticing something on Instagram, I noticed something on Instagram today. Did you notice? Maybe you did or didn't see this. Uh, who broke down the huddle for the buffs? I did not. Dylan Edwards. Really? Yep. That's number one energy. Dylan Edwards had a buffs on me, buffs on three. And I was like, whoa, okay. Okay. Big number one energy, right? Did you guys there. talk about that yesterday? Um, about Dylan Edwards? About, about just who's going to get number one? No, we didn't. Ooh. Do you want to, though? I, w- I would happily. Well, let's talk about it. Who would be your leader in the clubhouse to get it? You just We just talked about him. Dylan Edwards? I think Dylan has big number one energy, just mm-hmm. everything about him. Yep. Speed guy, you know. Um, but I think Cormani McLean is knocking on that door as well. Same thing applies in terms of if Dylan earns it and Coach Prime's cool with awarding it, then yeah, sorry, Cormani. Um, but I wonder if if number one might be held until the fall. So he didn't give it out last year at Jackson. No one got it. No one got it because Travis didn't want it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> wow. Montana would be the only other guy I'd mentioned just because he wore it last year. Yep, and and he is. Earning, earning it yeah. in that room for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of just respect from Shador, respect from you know Travis, Coach Bartoloni, etc. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who should be in that conversation. I think that's about it. Um, maybe Nico Reed, maybe, but that's like a long shot compared to the other three I would guys. say maybe like Demoy Kennedy, but I don't think yes. Coach Prime would like it on a linebacker. Yeah. We uh, Coach Hart talked about Demoy Kennedy today. Ooh, we'll get to that. Ooh, ooh, I'm excited now. Um, I forgot what else I was going to say. Anyways, we can get to the clips. Uh, but first, Jordan Dominic. He said couldn't get a single digit because we're the D line. Said anything um, over forty. Uh, he said this number means a little bit more to me than usual because when he was at Georgia Tech, his friend used to wear that number, um, and he's always got love for it. And anything with four in it was what he was going for. Okay, so. Um, let's get to the clips then, Alyssa. We'll roll the first Jordan Dominic one. Um, 94 might have been kind of sick. 94 would be a good one, too. I believe this clip is talking about uh, why he came to Colorado. So, Colorado first, when uh, I first reached out into the portal, when I entered the portal, they were the first people to reach out to me. And it was the entire old staff from uh, Jackson State when I had taken an official visit out there the first time I did the portal when I was leaving Georgia Tech. So I'd already established you know, a little basis with the coaches out here. Uh, I knew exactly what they were about. They were no-nonsense people. Uh, just being able to you know, talk to them, see what they, the way they wanted to play me within the scheme of their defense, the way that I've always had this you know, relationship with these coaches, even though I didn't talk to them for a whole year during playing in Arkansas, I was able to enter the back into the portal and they just you know, started talking to me again rekindled that uh, relationship. I was able to come out, see exactly what they wanted to do with me, uh, see the way that they treated me, see the way they would treat me when I got here as, you know, just trying to be a professional. And I know with the coaching staff that we have around, with Coach Kelly, 
Coach Williams, Coach Prime, this will probably be the best opportunity for me to make my way to the next level. And just to be able to, how would you say, develop myself around the best of the best, you know, best, best coaches that I've ever seen. So that was my main thing, just getting into the portal and then realizing, hey, this is where I want to be. This is what they can do for me. It felt like the best opportunity. I decided to take it and couldn't let the opportunity pass again. So he was recruited by this staff before, before he went to Arkansas, um, and then just mentioned the quality of the coaching coaching staff is what impressed him too. Yeah, uh, super awesome. I have a question for you. When these guys get their numbers, are they allowed to get their jerseys tailored, or is he just <laughs> that big that he fits into that jersey really well? I don't think there's new – well, maybe the jerseys with the numbers are different. I don't know, but I don't know. That, that, he's big. He looks huge. Yeah, he's big. What are his specs? Um, I will pull those up. Sorry. In just a second. You're well, good. That's the first guy I've seen stand up there that looked big. Levante Bentley didn't look small today either. Okay. So. All right. I'm excited to see that. 6'3", 250. That's yeah, a big boy. That's a big boy. <laughs> that's a big boy. Yeah. Um, damn. I'm hyped for Jordan Dominic, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, all we ever hear about is the transition from this to that, the transition from this to that. This dude's coming from the SEC to the Pac-12. His life should be easier. Mm -hmm. And he was a 10 sack, 10 and a half? Seven and a half, actually. Oh, okay, okay. But tackles for a loss was over 10. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Seven and a half sacks in the SEC still. Um, he could legitimately be the defensive player of the year on this team. Mm -hmm. um, the other video we got from him, he was asked about Shane Coke specifically, but just also, I mean, with this defensive, really just this front seven, a lot of grad transfers, a lot of guys in the same boat, and he kind of talked about that. I feel like we're coming together pretty well. We have a good relationship, just interpersonal within each player and just the way we talk to each other along the D-line outside of football. And in football, I feel like we have a lot more you know, ground to cover. We have a lot to do. But so far, just from being coached by Coach Sal, Coach Nick Williams, and then with Coach Kelly on the back end just to help us whenever we want to talk about scheme or anything like that, uh, just being able to play with them and seeing the improvement we've had from just week one to week two, week three, moving on, I see a lot that's been going on uh, with the D-line. I feel like we're doing a lot better than what we started out. Yeah, we still have a lot of ways to go, but being a leader like Shane, he's bringing us along with him as well. Uh, you saw he was the first person to earn his number. He's wearing number 99. So I love that for him and just being able to listen to him, listen to what he says, follow what he says, and just, you know, everybody's working. Everybody decides, you know, we're going to do what we got to do to uh, basically just be better than what we were the day before. So a lot of admiration for Shane Cokes. Seems like him and Shane Cokes are the early leaders of this defense. Two guys on my guys. Yep. <laughs> well done, my man. Um, Jordan Dominic also talked about, obviously he's played at a few other schools and was just asked kind of to compare the differences. He said it's really a lot more intense with the practices. Mentioned the tempo, the speed of the practice compared to the other schools he played at. Um, then he also said, nobody cares about your feelings here. We're here to work. And I love that. I love that environment. It took me a minute to adjust. Um, but he loves the coaching staff. Mentioned the coaching staff a lot today. That's awesome. Uh, and th again, this is a dude who's played at big time schools. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, to come here and be gushing about the coaching staff, coming from a place like Arkansas where they're spending – you know, uh, uh, um, insane amounts on their coaching staff mm -hmm. uh, is huge. 
also interesting line about the feelings. Yeah. You know, because I get what he's saying. I, I, it could be taken the wrong way. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just like, no, like, I, I don't want to hear your excuse about why you can't go hard today. Yep. Um, oh, and I, one more thing. Go ahead. About the pace of practice, which just about every single person has mentioned now. Mm hmm that will make the altitude a weapon. Yes. Um, the altitude, you know, as people who live here in Denver, the altitude gets overplayed a lot. You know, it's every conversation damn near about teams in Denver comes back to uh, altitude. It's like, oh, well, is the altitude helping the Nuggets? Is the altitude helping the Rockies? Right. Blah, 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 blah. I, re I personally don't think so. I think there are times... Um, like when Peyton Manning is getting up there and going, hurry up. Yeah. You're going to wear that defense down by the end of the game. And I think the end of football games, it matters. Um, but this, the shape that these guys are getting in by practicing harder and faster than they've practiced anywhere for all these guys who have been other places, except for maybe, well, no, probably even the Jackson guys, because it's a lot of Sean Lewis's influence mm -hmm. that is speeding things up so much. Um, that is going to be a weapon because they are going to be an elite condition. And teams are going to come in here and think they're in elite condition until they start having to run up against these guys who have been doing it at altitude for this long. Yep. Um, so that you can you can certainly weaponize the altitude. And I think this team is going to. For sure. It's going to play in a lot. I mean, everyone mentioned it today. Uh, Bentley mentioned it today. And then Coach Hart mentioned it today also. Um. We'll go to see right now what Bentley had to say at practice today. Um, first question that he responds to here was just asking about him being a leader and fitting into that leadership role and how this group has all just been getting to know each other. I'd say, you know, kind of come from being around, you know, great athletes over time, you know, just learning from them, transforming to coming over here, just, you know, in a bigger role. So I got to be a leader on and off the field, but I said my style of play, um, you know, just hustling to the ball, like effort, like that's you versus you. So, um, you know, guys seeing, seeing you put the work in, seeing you get to the ball, that make them want to do it. And um, also I said knowledge, like I said, like over time, like the more plays that you do, practice day in, day out, like it's just stuck in your, uh, in your head. And like the game is the game. Um, like you'll see just the stuff on the field, on the schemes and everything like that. So. It just like, um, I say repetition really um, over time. Whew. So he you is go. big. He is, yeah, man. Damn, bro, those traps. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, this guy played at Clemson for oh, yeah. four years. He's oh, yeah. this is a legit ball player. Well, and I remember his pictures when he came in for the official visit. It was like, damn, that, right. that guy looks like a true beast at linebacker. <laughs> yes. Um, he was also asked about his process going through the portal. And why he decided to transfer to Colorado? I say at first it was kind of tough, just because you know it's new. Um, so at first, I you know a guy like me, I didn't want to you know, transfer. I want to dig it out, stick it out, stuff like that. But you know, I got to make the best decision for me. So you know, doing the process, I know those can be the right fit um, for the coach because you know they being real, especially like with the recruit. Doing some crew time, they're just being real with me. And I had a brother that I was, you know, that's someone I look, look up to. So he, you know, put some, some good things in my ear that, you know, just ride right here. Like, you need to be all that. Yeah. Wear your options out and see what, what's best for you because it's
of just the coaches, like all the coaches, Coach Hart, Coach Brown, like just being real from the jump. Uh, he said he want guys, you know, to come in, like out the portal, you know, to play. Like, you know, it's about, it's about business, You're trying to win out. Another shout out to this coaching staff, man. Dude, that, that might be one of the best signs we've heard so far. Yep. Um, and again, we knew this coaching staff was star-studded. But when the players respect the coaches at that level, magical things can happen. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there's an old coaching kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, phrase, which is that it's called 20-60-20. 20% of your team, and some, some coaches say it's 10-80-10. 20% of your team is going to be the leaders. They're going to be the ones who do everything right. The bottom 20 are going to be the ones who are slacking off, partying hard on the weekends, showing up late, doing all the wrong things. The 60% in the middle are can be won over by whatever side is more powerful. So if the leaders are strong enough, the 60% or most of that 60% are coming up. If the bottom part is, you know, the... The more loud, the louder voice, then your team is going to get dragged down. And I think the better the coaching and the more that the players buy into the coach, the higher the top number gets. Yep. And so you might end up with 50% in the top top, 5% in the bottom. And then, you know, it's easy for that top 50% to bring up everyone other than the guys who are going to end up getting left out, mm -hmm. left behind, transfer, kicked out of school, whatever. Um, so... It's. It, I've never heard players talk about the coaching staff so much as I've heard it here. Yep. Uh, people are pointing out, yeah, some guy... Um, I wish they'd okay. move where we're having let's, these press conferences. Yes, let's talk about this. So, you guys should know. <laughs> the press conferences are happening in the ticket office. Basically, yeah. Right in not front of the ticket basically, booth. Not basically. <laughs> Literally, they are happening... In the ticket office, if we go back to one of the videos, you could see one of those windows right there could be used to sell tickets. Yes. The one that we're standing right in front of. Um, and so what happens is someone comes in once in a while, walks into the ticket office and wants to order some tickets in the middle of a press conference right there. That could be a, a yep. ticket could be sold right out of that window yep. right there. Um it is not a good spot. And for a place with a, what, I can't remember what the number was, $400 million facility, there is so much room to put that literally anywhere else, not next to the squeaky door and not next to a ticket. And I don't think I'm like, like sometimes, you know, media just whines about shit and we're selfish and we're like, we want this, right. that, the other thing. Um, I try to stay away from that. I don't think that's, I don't think we're being selfish. No, here. It's, a, it's a threefold win. It's better for us. It's better for the fans who want to watch these press conferences. And it's better for the players because it's distracting when you're trying to think and answer and, you know, be your best self. And someone's talking through like a speaker phone behind you. Yeah. Um, you'll hear it when we do the Coach Hart videos, too. There's people like meeting because the team store is right there, too. People meeting by that elevator. <laughs> and it's... Uh yeah, I know. Coach Prime, we, we need you on this one. I just don't understand. Last year, we had it literally inside the doors. Like, you know, you need the card to get into the facility, basically. We had them right inside there. Bro, you can land a 747 in the practice <laughs> facility. Put a permanent press conference area in the practice facility. Girl soccer is in there today, though. 
Okay. Right after. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Football was actually on the lower practice fields today. First, I've seen them do that. Or we could just go up to that the room where Coach Prime has his press conferences for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Levante Bentley also talked about just the tempo, also mentioned just how fast it is. Um, and then also mentioned, you know, it's conditioning them for the season. Uh, they're going to be ready to play fast teams and to play in these games against fast teams because they're playing against one of, if not the fastest offense in the country right now. Why he picked number 20? He said, I've never been 20, but he wanted a new start. Um, this is a new start for him. Never been 20 throughout his whole career, so it's just about the process of a new start and a new journey. Um, and then asked about being a reserve at Clemson and then coming over to start that opportunity. Says, I'm just blessed to be here and get a bigger role because I know I got it. I know I could show the world what I can do. That's awesome. Yeah. 20 is such an interesting choice. He he didn't really uh, elaborate much on that. Yeah. Just likes it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and then Coach Hart, we talked to him today. Um, so this one is two questions put together. First one is just how he feels his group is doing as a whole. And then he talks about the process of how his guys earned their numbers because he's got two of them now with Bentley and uh, Hurtado. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll it. Well, I think we're definitely uh, getting smarter and uh, we're reacting quicker to our, our offense's tempo based on the plays we're putting in. But uh, I think we still need to get a little bit tougher, and I mean that as far as our tackling is concerned. Um, I was talking to a couple of coaches going up. It's a mentality, and I'm not sure if the days running together and how hard we've been practicing is getting to them, but we got to toughen up. Uh, there's, there's no reason to miss tackles or to leave plays on the field like that. If we're going to be the best we're going to be, we got to get better at that. Is it two guys in your group that have earned their number so far? There are two guys in my group that have earned their number. Uh, Levante Bentley, uh, the transfer from Clemson, he was the first one. He's been doing excellent in camp. He's gotten better every single day. Uh, he's became the leader in our room. And then Isaac Hurtado, who uh, honestly was on the bottom of my list, I'm going to tell you. But he played that first uh, uh, practice scrimmage that we had, and he showed up out of nowhere. I mean, he was playing at a whole different speed than the other guys. And even though he's at the bottom, I think that created some competition in my room to see that he could get his number before about three, four guys were in front of him. And I've also moved him up uh, to what we call the gold team or the second team. So he's going against the ones right now. And I'm looking forward to see exactly how he keeps uh, progressing. So we were wondering how Hurtado got his number. He's actually showing it on the field, man. That's sick. And he balled out in the highest level of practice they've had yet which mm -hmm. was the was the saturday scrimmage you know and in my experiences the coaches usually tell the you know, the players hey this counts for more yeah you know like bring it like it's a game day mm -hmm. uh and so there you go it was kind of crazy though saying that he was at the bottom of the list i know and then you know balled out under those conditions and now he's getting a chance up with the next guys that's all you can ask for as a player right yeah if you earn it you get an opportunity so he's got to look out for. Obviously, as he just said, moved up to the second team. I'm sure we'll see a lot of him a week from Saturday in the spring game. So we'll find out for ourselves. Next question, um, he was just asked about the guys from last year and who's standing out to him. Um, other than Isaac, Marvin Ham, um, you know, I think last year they had him at Sam. So he was on the end of the line. When I look at his body type, he looks more of an inside back. And since we've moved him there, he's smart. And he's been moving around well, too. Uh, but he has not earned his number over Isaac. I hold him to a higher standard as well. And he's pushing to get one. Now, he wants a single-digit number. That ain't going to happen. 
We all know how Prime feels about that. So until he gets his mind from that, he probably won't get a number until later on. But um, Marvin Ham, Aubrey uh, Smith, he's been another one that's really impressed me with his talent level. Uh, we got to get him uh, further along in the book. But uh, I think those two guys have, have been uh, noticeable guys that have impressed me. Love to hear that. Uh, last year they had Josh Chandler Semedo, who was like the leader of the group, was a grad transfer from West Virginia. But Marvin Ham and Aubrey Smith were younger guys that were getting playing time throughout the year, and they're still showing it now. Yeah, Aubrey Smith impressed me uh, in spurts. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's all you could really hope for last year. Yep. It was like a guy makes a big play, and you're like, oh, okay, let me jot him down for the future. Uh, and Aubrey Smith was definitely one of those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and Marvin Ham, you know, had his moments too. Well, as he said, moved his position though. He was kind of playing the end of the linebacking yep. uh, second level. Now he's going to be, play be playing more inside. So, Seems more of a fit for his body type. Yep. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, last video from Coach Hart. Um, he was asked a lot of guys on defensive earned numbers so far, as we know, uh, a lot more than offense. He was asked why that is. No, I just. I'll, Defense coach, we lazy. We don't want to keep worrying about numbers, so we just kind of give them out right now. I'm going to put one of them in 66. Uh, Bonacati, what's Bonacati? Y'all remember him? The linebacker from Miami? Huh? Undefeated? Nick Bonacati? Yeah. I keep telling them they should wear 66, but no one wants to do it. Like, the kids these days, they don't understand. I mean, this guy was a Hall of Famer. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep doing the history on that. I'm going to see if I can get one of them in 66. That's my goal. That's my goal. 66 is such a bad number. So, I'm finding this here. Um, Brian Howell said this. So he, the name he said was Nick Bonacati, wore number 85 on the Dolphins way, way back in the day. But uh, Brian says he thinks he's talking about Ray Nitschke, who wore 66. Mm, still a terrible number. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I appreciate the effort, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I'm ready to, uh, to put this down. Coach Hart. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say he's going to be the next next head coach off of this staff, but I think it's going to be Sean Lewis. Yeah. Behind that, I think I'm putting Coach Hart. Yep. He has, if you showed that video to someone who knows nothing about Colorado football and said, what do you think of this coach? They would absolutely think that was the head coach talking. Mm -hmm. he, he just carries himself like a head coach. He's got that great mix of can be a hard ass when he needs to, can be one of the guys when he needs to. Um, he's smart. He's funny. He's going to be a head coach. Yep. His press conferences are always great. Uh, he was asked about uh, Levante Bentley and just the leadership he brings. He talked about his game experience. He said he's not a vocal guy. He's more of an example, lead by an example type of guy. Uh, he said the kids in the room call him Unk because he's been around and he, he's, he said he's an old head. He <laughs> called him that. Uh, but he has the, a lot of game experience. I love it. Um, Wait, who are they calling Unk? Levante Bentley. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. what I thought. Then I got confused. Um, and then, as I said, he was asked about Des Moines Kennedy. Said he's still rehabbing, so he's not playing yet. Um, he's do going through individual reps and doing some stuff with the trainers right now, but hasn't been cleared, so he hasn't been doing any field work. Um, but he did say when he he's going to be electrifying when he's on the field. He will be the fastest linebacker that we'll have, and he'll play a lot of where teams try to mismatch us with fast running backs and guys like that. Uh, we'll be able to keep him on the field and take advantage of that, and he'll be our guy. He's yeah. going to be electric. Yeah. Yep. Everyone needs one of these guys Yep. Uh, at every level now, and that's why I'm so excited for him. 
um, his closing speed uh -huh. is just special. Yep. Um, primary recruiter was Sal Sinceri, too. Interesting. But yep. he committed before Sal. Yep. Huh. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, dude. I, I can't wait to watch, the, you know, TCU try to throw a little swing pass into the backfield and him just fly down there and blow right. him up. Yep. It's going to happen. Can't wait to see him. Um, he was asked about the spring game being nine days away and all that. Just talked about the pressure being on. I asked him about Jeremiah Brown, where he's going to play. He said he's going to play off the ball and on the ball. Very dynamic athlete. He's going to be a force here with his speed and athleticism. Yeah, he can play ball. Um, that first step. Yep. He was also asked just about how the defense as a whole is coming along. He says it's getting there. They're stressing competition on the mental state of the game right now. Um, asked about the tempo of the offense. <laughs> he was asked if he feels that the defense has improved from day one to, what are we, day 10 or 11 right now? Mm -hmm. He said, no, not at all, <laughs> because the offense is putting the pedal to the metal and they're on the gas. Um, but also kind of mentioned what uh, I think Bentley said, where, I mean, they're getting stressed right now, but it's going to put them in a great position for when the season comes around. Love that. Um, then he was asked, last question, how he feels the coaching staff has been meshing together. Obviously, a lot of guys from a lot of different places. Um, of course, as we know, he's been with Coach Prime, him, uh, Coach Mathis. Uh, I can't remember if anyone else has been around those 17 years altogether. So those guys are obviously all close. But he said that a lot of these guys have known each other going back 10-plus years. So they're all really tight. Um, we've always get together and said, how, could, how good would it be if we could all work together? Well, so sick. Now they're all working together. <clears throat> that chemistry just goes such a long way too, and you know, it's clear that all the other coaching, all the other coaches on the staff, have really kind of embraced um, the culture that those guys ha have come at here to set out. Mm -hmm. Remember, it was Coach Hart who told us we had some offers for some other places. But it was going to be, you know, other people's thing or they, other right. people were going to be involved. We wanted to come to Colorado because we knew it would just be us, mm -hmm. us against the world. Yep. Love that. So there you go. That's uh, what we had today. Jamel said, oh, my God, you guys are young. I assume when we were talking about the uh, throwback linebackers. For the when Coach Hart was talking about 66. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Pins and Aces, guys. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and DMVR. Rocking uh, one of these hoodies right now. Bro, that's a, that's a good color for you. Like, Thanks, man. It's kind of bold that you went with it. it is, I saw you walk in. I was like, damn, he rocks that color pretty well. Bro, green's my favorite color. Primarily this like light lime greenish type of shade. Yeah. So had to get it. That's nice. Uh, they're a family-owned business uh, right here in Colorado. They're actually located in Arvada. So if you order from them online and do what I did, you can go pick it up there. I picked it up on my way back from Boulder today. Uh, they have got amazing polos, hats, golf bags, beer sleeves, all kinds of good stuff that you would want on the course. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DMVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Then shout out to Fubo TV, the place to watch the Nuggets and Avs on Altitude Sports. They also have 140 plus live channels, sports shows, movies, and news. Um, you can stream live TV from any device, and you can start watching immediately right now with the 7 free seven-day trial, go to www.fubotv.com slash DMVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That is www.fubotv, 
Facebook.com slash DNBR. Chris says I look like a fisherman with this. That's a kind I'll of a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, sure. I love when I like go out on a fishing boat and like all the all the guys on the boat have long sleeves on because mm-hmm. they're like they just you know avoid the sun. Yep. Get, we need to get you a little bucket hat. Yeah. Some shady rays. I did a, get a Pinsanaces hat too. Hit the waters. I've got a Broncos bucket hat. Oh, there you break go. that one out. Might clash with that lime <laughs> yeah. green. All right. If you didn't see last night, Rick George clapped back. What an odd thing. First off, this guy that he quote tweeted is, um, I'm so, not even going to mention his name because this guy just like kind of throws shit at the wall and hopes it sticks. So, and this is such a problem in today's world. I mean, there's literally people getting full-time media jobs that made their you know whole uh, reputation on throwing shit at the wall and seeing what it's yeah. like. And that's why it's odd to me. If this came out from Stuart Mandel, right. I would kind of understand Rick George responding to it, but... It came out from, I literally can't even say his name because I've already forgotten it, yeah. um, some guy, and it didn't even get that that much traction. No. Like well, a couple hundred retweets, a couple hundred likes. Because the guy deleted it when Rick George quote tweeted him. Yeah, so I also understand Rick George just being like, this is bullshit. I'm just yeah. going to go out there and shut it down. So Do you read anything into it, though, in terms of a larger scale? We've learned since that it literally would not have been legal for Colorado to vote on leaving the Pac-12 by Monday. Yes. Um, so it's an easy thing for Rick George to go and say, there's zero truth to this when what that was reported was there is zero truth to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, do you read anything into it though, in terms of Colorado standing with the Pac-12? I mean, Rick George has been adamant on that stance. I mean, for a long time that the Pac-12 is where they want to be and is going to be their conference. But all the signs that we see, you know, in the media from Stuart Mandel from the Athletics say that the Pac-12 is really on the fringe of falling apart, and Colorado is supposedly the leader of maybe the uh, what, Exodus. Yeah, they use a specific where I can't remember what it is, but the teams to leave. Oh yeah, deflectors, with a D, yeah. deflectors to the Pac or Big Twelve. Yeah, um, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, and I and I don't know what to make of it. I think it was kind of a free a free play for Rick George. Mm-hmm. He got to say something declarative without really saying anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and he hasn't, you know, been taking interview requests on this or doing a bunch of whatever. Like, he's not coming on the podcast to let, let us know the deets. Mm-hmm. So it was his way of, like, getting out in the public, saying something very stern while not really saying he didn't have to d- deny Colorado's interest in going to the Big 12 he just right. had to deny that they're voting on it on on Monday so i think it was almost like a a chess move yeah by Rick George to be able to say something without really saying anything so the original tweet said heard from a source that Colorado board may vote on leaving the pack as early as Monday uh, rg quote tweeted there's absolutely no truth to this tweet and I saw someone retweeted a Daily Camera article way back in 2011, 2012, when the Buffs left the Big 12 for the Pac-12. And all this stuff has to be public. Yes. So, it happened with uh, UCLA, too. Yes, exactly. So we will know if there is actually going to be a vote on this matter. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. That, that's going to be a wild day online. Yeah, And, sure. and the truth is, once... 
it absolutely once it becomes public it has to happen yep you know what i mean yeah there can't be a situation where it's like colorado's voting to go to the big 12 and then it comes down that they voted no like then there's just like egg on everyone's face and the pac 12's mad and the big 12's mad so once we once that happens it's a done deal yep um we got a little recruiting update today but guys get your questions in right now we'll get to those at the end of the show also hit that thumbs up button only at 147 let's try to get to 300 today we start with jordan pride he was a florida state commit he just decommitted and reopened his recruitment 247 sports composite four-star player 88th overall player in this class sixth overall safety Six one and a half, one seventy five from Bluntstown, Florida, Bluntstown High School, has twenty offers. Sick name of a town. Yeah, <laughs> um, CU hasn't offered yet, but that Florida connection—they've been going after safeties hard too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it might be the number one like position to get dogs. Mm-hmm. Dudes that play safety are built different. <laughs> they really are. Um. So yeah. Uh, Exciting prospect. So remember that name. Next guy, Walter Matthews. 2024 247 Sports Composite four-star tight end. 107th overall player in the class. Seventh overall tight end. Listed at 6'7", 245. What? (laughs) (laughs) From, uh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Hiram, Georgia. H-I-R-A-M. Hiram. Um, Has over 28 offers. But the reason we're talking about him, he's going to be in Boulder tomorrow. Ooh, six seven, dude. Yep. It's Jelani Woods. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. That was the first time I've seen a tight end like that. I mean, I assume he's also athletic. Yep. Um, this all goes back to my theory that humans are just becoming more athletic. For sure. CU has offered. He just visited Georgia Tech on the 11th. Jelani went to Virginia? I think that's Oklahoma right. State? I think it was Virginia. Was it? I can't remember. Uh, a guy we've talked about a few times now, Jarenti Davis. I don't know when, but he's going to be visiting Colorado. Let's go. Um, that's been reported. Uh, this guy, so I actually misspoke actually a few days ago. In 2021, he's at Middle Tennessee. He wasn't at Jackson State. So this guy's been all over the place. He played at Hutchinson Community College in spring 2021, that COVID season. Entered the portal, committed to Middle Tennessee, played there in 2021, had 68 tackles, 32 solo, three sacks, five and a half TFLs, nice. two pass breakups, and two fumble recoveries at Middle Tennessee State. Entered the portal again, went to Jackson State, and then he had uh, 70 or sorry, 39 total tackles, 25 solo, one sack, one forced fumble last year. And he has been visiting a few schools at this point, but Colorado's on the list. I don't know if we've gotten a um, consensus decision from the chat on, on whether the Buffs should should get him. You know, with like mm-hmm. Shane Hooks, it feels like everyone wants Shane Hooks. Right. With, with uh, Kevin Coleman, everyone wanted Kevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the guys that came here, like everyone's like, oh yeah, you got to get Cam. Yep. I haven't. I haven't felt it from the chat yet saying, oh, you got to get Jarianta Davis. Chat said Jelani Woods went to OK State and Virginia. We're both right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people. Nicholas just said he was hurt some part of last year. I think he was just visiting Kentucky. 
if I have that right. Okay. So he's getting big name offers, yeah. but yeah, we haven't really seen the the groundswell for him yet. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see uh, what what people think. Let us know. Next guy, Sterling Dixon will be at the spring game. This guy is an Alabama commit. He committed there December first. Four star, two four seven port, two four seven sports composite four star. 162nd player overall in this class, 16th overall edge, 6'3", 211, Mobile Christian School in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, 31-plus offers. So can Coach Prime flip another? Dude, Alabama fans got to be so pissed about this. <laughs> I got to go find some message boards to see how mad they are that one of their commits is visiting Colorado for the spring game. Um it's like one of the it's it's like uh, a huge party is happening and you're not invited. Yeah. You know, like you just have to watch from the distance and be like, where uh, hopefully they come home. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a uh, wow. That's an interesting one. Would this be the first flip from Alabama if it were to happen? Yes, I think so. Like actual flip. Yeah, yeah right. Because Des Moines was a transfer. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Cormani probably had an Alabama offer, but for sure, you know that's not a well. Charles uh, Kelly was recruiting him hard at Alabama, right, right, right. So, hmm, we'll see. Well, that would be uh, that would be interesting because it, it would go against my theory that Coach Prime and Coach Saban have a uh, handshake agreement to, yeah. you know, well, stay off each other's territory. I think you mentioned it though. You said it may have only been for the 2023 class. That is <laughs> true. That 24. Is, that is true. That is true. Uh, a lot of comments saying that they want him. Drenty Davis, so. Hell yeah, let's get him. There you go. Uh, Sean asked about this guy yesterday, and Dre and I talked about him a little bit, but Brennan Thompson has entered the transfer portal. This guy was a 247 sports composite four-star in the class of 2022, committed to Texas, was there last season, was the 131st overall player in the class, 20th overall wide receiver. From Spearman, Texas, 5'10", 165, this guy has serious speed. Ran a 10.38 PR in the 100 in his junior season in high school. Ran a 21.27 as a junior in high school in May 2021 in the 200. Holy smokes. Yeah. He's in the portal. He's like the Coach Prime tweet. Let's go. Shout out Matt H for that. <laughs> Give me all the speed, man. Speed absolutely kills. And the more that you stack on your team, the harder it is to defend it. Yep. Get him and Shane Hooks, and you really round out the receiving core nicely. Oh, my man. God. That's, that's like cheating. <laughs> it would be. So there you go. That's about all we got for today. Real quick shout-out before you guys' questions to Bacchus and Shanker, who have been helping Colorado family families win for over 25 years. No upfront fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker have won over $1 billion for your, their clients. They have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. It can even help if you're injured at work. Smash that Shador line. 222-2222. To find out if you have a case for free, Backus and Shanker wins. And also shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays, the independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. Their polarized sunglasses are backed by their broken, lost and broken program where if you lose or break your pair, Shady Rays will send you 
a replacement pair for free, no questions asked. Um, if you love your Shady Rays, you have, what does it say? So 30 days for that return window. Um, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code DMVR for 50% off. Two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. The Shady Rays uh, pins and aces combo is kind of undefeated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They go hard. And, like, what I love about uh, Bolt, you know, but pins and aces is, like, they started as a golf brand, but, like, Mm -hmm. that's an everyday uh, hoodie right now. Yeah, for sure. They got a lot of cool stuff. I know. I've got to, I'm going to put it in an order tonight, actually. Yeah. I'm definitely going to... You'll be seeing me wear a lot more Shady... or uh, Well, Shady Rays for sure, but uh, Pins and Aces as we move forward. All right. What do you guys want to talk about today? What do we got in the comments? We need a few more. I can't see how many likes. Is that 182? Believe so. Smash All that right, like button. Got to get that. Cranked um, up. Angela's asking, Arcane Jake, how many yards do you see the CU offense getting on penalties based on defenses not being able to line up? Mm. CU offenses may dominate time of possession. That's a good question. That is really interesting. I hadn't thought of it much, but you're certainly more prone to get grabby if you didn't have time to line up in the right spot, you know, and you're just trying to not get toasted. Um, 12 men on the field calls too. Yep. Yep. All that stuff. I mean... That's what's so interesting about this offense is, especially on drives where it hums, everyone's out there for the whole drive. Yep. So there's no, like, going back to Travis Hunter, our Travis Hunter conversation, there's no bringing Travis for the big down. I mean, you obviously can if you really want to get him out there. It's more like start the drive with Travis and he's staying out there the whole time because we're not stopping. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, for, I guess, uh, anyone who doesn't know, the way substitutions work is if the offense substitutes... The defense, they have to give the defense time to substitute. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the offense doesn't substitute, then they don't, they don't know anything to the defense. So the defense has to stay out there as well, or they can try and rush and, like you said, get a 12-man on the field penalty. For sure. Uh, Eliza, start that comment from Chad real quick. Chad, who are you talking about? I see... Uh, who Someone is this? brought him up McClendon? earlier. Marshall? Marshall, Marshall. Maybe not. I, I'm, it could have been McClendon. Derek McClendon is this one. This came out on March 28th. Okay. Um, let me know if that's who you're talking about. Next question. From Creed. Will all the numbers be assigned by the spring game? I hope so. I think they kind of have. I'm not going to say all, but most kind of have to be. Uh-huh. Uh, especially like... You've got Chris Fowler, you know, the voice of college football calling the spring game. Yep. He needs to know who he's looking at. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess they could do temporary numbers or something like that just for the spring game sake and then take him away and still make the guys earn them. But like you can't. What's Chris Fowler supposed to do? Like, oh, and he's Shador Sanders hucks it deep down the sideline too, <laughs> and he catches it. You yeah. know, like, he has to be able to say something. Um so, yeah, I think that at, even if it's just temporary, guys will have numbers for the spring game. Um, I think the only position that can get away without having numbers is the quarterbacks because they're in those gold jerseys. Fair enough. And it's pretty easy to tell who's who. <laughs> yes, it is. So, uh, next one. Uh, Ali, I believe. What positions do you think Colorado goes for in the transfer portal? I think DBs. Uh, 
think every position's on the on the table here. It's kind of like you know, if we're talking about the NFL drafts, it's just BPA. Yep. You know, there's no place other than quarterback where you would say you you can't improve. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you you have to get a two. Still have to get a second quarterback, in my opinion. So you're still adding to that position. Um, I yeah, everyone, every position is on the table. I would say tackle would be my number one. Um, backup quarterback, and then backup quarterback. Um, that big possession receiver would be nice. And then I think they could they could stand to add tight end and inside linebackers as well. The only one maybe I would say they don't go after is safety. Yeah. Safety feels pretty solid. Chad says, yeah. So Derek McClendon, um, he was a 2019 three-star recruit. He's been at Florida State for quite a while. Didn't get on the field till 2021. Had a decent year last year. 37 total tackles. Five tackles for a loss. Three and a half sacks. One fumble recovery. He's listed at 6'4", 251. That's another big, big man. Yep. Next question from Nicholas. What receiver do you guys anticipate will play the slot for CU next year on offense? Hmm. I feel like the easy answer is Jimmy Horn, mm-hmm. just because of the speed, um, and he's a little he's, smaller. They're going to line him up everywhere, though, just to get him matchups. Yes, for sure. Um, and that'll be fun to watch because, again, Sean Lewis, you know, I think he's a genius. Um, and so he'll be doing all sorts of – like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jimmy Horn – Line up in the backfield, right? So all of did a sudden, that at USF. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so all of a sudden the the linebacker's like, whoa, 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 yeah, help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, all of these defenses are usually assigned um, by where players are lining up on the field, mm-hmm. especially at the college level. You know, they're just saying, hey, your zone is responsible for the back coming out, right? Again, if that's Jimmy Horn, you're in trouble. Then same thing with the slot. Uh, if you catch the defense in a bad uh, in a bad line, you know setup, uh, especially again with the with the hurry up stuff, they come out a little too heavy on first down. Maybe you even had Jimmy Horn lined up out wide. Boom! Now he's in the slot, linebacker on Jimmy Horn. So right. they're gonna have him uh, line up everywhere. He is the more prototypical type guy for that position, but it could be a multitude of guys. And don't sleep on Dylan Edwards lining up at that position as well. Yep. Um, I mean, Sean Lewis, I think he'll try and get everyone in there. I think he'll get Travis in there, try to get matchups. Yep. Get Zico in there, try to get matchups. Um, even if they get someone like Shane Hooks or maybe Montana just as a bigger wide receiver in the slot, too. We'll see. Yep. Uh, Kyle with the $20 super chat. Thank you, Kyle. Damn. Thanks, Kyle. We greatly Kyle. appreciate you, man. Another super chat from Dominique. Uh, when Adam Hopkins and Omeria Miller come in in the summer, how do you think they will fit into the wide receiver group? Uh, and any update on Taj Alston injury? I, let me try and look for that update on Taj Alston. I think Coach Hart said something. I'm about also him. looking something up on O'Marion Miller. Okay. Um, okay. So someone in the comments the other day said O'Marion Miller is a big wide receiver. Um, that we were sleeping on him. He's six two, so bigger than some of the guys they have out there now. Yeah. Um, but. Not exactly the six five guys that they were targeting in the portal. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if they don't end up hitting there, maybe he does become that bigger possession receiver for them. For sure. Um, in terms of Ty Alston, though, it was Jordan Dominic who said that he's about to be back. There so you go. There's your update. Love to hear it. 
Miko asked Shane Hooks coming. He said he's making his decision on the 15th or 16th. Doesn't sound like a sure thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll find out. We will find out very, very soon. Portal opens on Saturday, too. So, Big TZ with the super chat. We might get some folks in the portal from teams with coaches affiliated with Mark Taylor, i.e. Georgia Clemson. Who that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let us know, Big TZ. Um, I think that the portal... This is probably going to be the craziest portal session ever in terms of it's the portal has never been bigger in terms of, you know, players understanding of it. And I, I think that there's a lot of new understanding for players about what they can get by going into the portal. Yeah. So even like you could see thousands of guys in the portal here shortly. Yep. Uh, what I found on Mark Taylor is not very good. Okay. Interesting. Uh, you can Google that if you want to learn more. Um, I swear TV said, is, is the scrimmage Saturday? Is is there a scrimmage Saturday? Do we know? I don't think so. I don't think so. It would make sense to do one about halfway through and one at the end being the spring game. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get practice before or get to watch practice before spring game either. Sounds like they're going uh, pretty quick. They're quick practices, I guess. In the middle of next week, um, there's also other reasons. Yeah, I might speak on those other reasons here soon. Uh, today? Not today. Well, there you go. I gotta talk to some other people before I do. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's it for today. Um, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, guys. We appreciate your thumbs up on the way out. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, I'm assuming Coach Mathis is gonna speak on Saturday now. Because we caught Coach Hart today, and I think they just mixed the schedule up between them. Cool. So you can expect that on Saturday with a player. Uh, see you guys tomorrow. Skull Buffs. Skull Buffs.